Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. 8-12 on this Wednesday morning. We're going to make your brain hurt in this next segment, but it's going to be for good. We're going to help you. My mind is blown. Already, Already. right? We haven't even gotten into it. Wow. Joining us in studio on Wisconsin's Morning News is Tina Change. She's the CEO of SysLogic. So this is cybersecurity. Everything you'd want to know about cybersecurity. And everything Tina says is scaring the absolute hell out of us. <laughs> We've been just chatting in and out of breaks for a few minutes and like... My mind's exploded three, four times. But but good stuff, too. There's a lot there there. So, Tina, thank you, first of all, for coming in studio. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Topic. There she is. We got her up now. Um, so let's start with this, Tina. First of all, with ransomware, because I feel like that's what people think of the first. When they think of cybersecurity, they think of ransomware and how someone might be sending you a link and you just shared a password without realizing it or whatnot. A lot of attention by companies and by just individuals to fight fight this ransomware idea where are we at with that is this working are we preventing ransomware or is this still an issue oh it's absolutely still an issue this year alone ransomware will account for 30 billion in costs now cyber crimes in general is topping eight trillion dollars globally so this is a huge issue so ransomware really uh, occurs if we allow a bad actor to come into our environment digitally and we are subject to so much of phishing that's what that's yeah, called yeah. so the phishing thing we we i mean I, I assume most companies now do some type of training for anti-phishing i know we do it here yes and we roll our eyes every time we get one of the things or get one of like we do the tests where yeah, the you get a suspicious us, email yeah. and i do you get like little adrenaline burst when you click on it correctly it says congratulations yeah you reported this phishing exercise accurately so all of these companies are obviously trying to fight this off but to no avail <laughs> i think that we move too quickly in the yes. workplace we are naturally trusting people and especially as the phishing attempts are becoming more and more uh, believable like your mobile phone company texting you and asking for information when it really isn't them or even masking an email that looks like it's coming from somebody you know is making us more susceptible. I think that's what's interesting about cybercrime. We were just talking. I think it's a collision between sociology and tech. We think of cybercrime as being tech, these backroom coders, and it's all about how do they get into the system. But they get into the system by using human tools to trick you. And in many cases, they can't do it unless you help them. Absolutely. And we think about cybersecurity as a very technical field. And there are obviously many technicians that need to be experts in this. But cybersecurity is actually extremely creative. If you think about where it starts, it starts with the hacker or the cyber criminal. And they only need to find one door to get in, whereas the rest of us need to protect every door. So the creativity to just find that one open door gives them that adrenaline rush. And it's actually, again, very creative. How is the cybersecurity industry? Are you looking for work? Are there jobs available? Are they needing people? Unfortunately, uh, we are not looking for work. The work finds us. Yeah. Uh, but from a an unfilled jobs perspective, the U.S. has over 700,000 unfilled jobs today. Wow. <laughs> What's, uh, give us a profile of who fits a cybersecurity you know, I mean, I, I'm sure 
all 700,000 jobs are, are different. You have different skills needed. What, who, who out there right now listening to us says, oh, that maybe is me or that's maybe one of my kids and, and lead them on that educational path? Right. So cybersecurity is really about protection and remediation. So, of course, you've got your technicians. So anybody that has a technical bent is a good uh, skill, reskill or upskill for cybersecurity. But we forget there are so many other aspects. There are fields like ethical hacking, which you need to know something about getting into security systems and just applications in general. Uh, but somebody can get in on the ethical hacker side. But we forget about attorneys that need to be cybersecurity experts or insurance agents and the insurance industry that are now needing to protect via cybersecurity oh, sure. insurance. It really spans. So that every company basically should have some type of cyber insurance included? Absolutely. And it's getting harder and harder to get. And it's one of the insurances that is the fastest growing as far as costs. Individuals too? Like, is that something that families should have or would have? You know, it hasn't hit the individual market yet. And one would say, when we have enough personal information that we want to protect, it'll find its way there. But right now, you know, when we get a notice from a company that might have had a breach, they give us one year free life lock or identity guard or something like that, just to be able to scan our protection for us. Uh, but we need to be safer as individuals in our home because as we've gone home to work, remote or hybrid, we're bringing the home environment back into our work environment and making our workplaces more susceptible as well. Tina Chang joins us from Syslogic on Wisconsin's Morning News. So on that, let's let's break down to the home level, to the individual level. We just had the story about TikTok. Another state is suing TikTok and whatever. Is that for real? Like, my kids are all on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I know, I know that states have taken steps to, and public officials and such have taken steps to protect their information on TikTok. Is this for real? Like, should we not be on TikTok? I definitely do not believe we should be on TikTok. So it's Dang. interesting that states are uh, making claims about its addictive patterns. But if we really want to make a stink, we should be talking about domestic security. So TikTok, much like Google did by taking aerial views of all of our geography, as we're playing with TikTok and doing videos, we are giving images in our home for geolocation mapping. And given that information to nation states, uh, international isn't safe. Well, well, two questions there. One, they can't be the only app, right, that does something like that. And two, why should I care if they see the inside of my living room? Well, you may not care uh, if somebody sees the inside of your living room. But imagine a nation state, in this case, TikTok, particularly China, gets to map all the interiors of all of our locations in a mass way. Well, now they've got... In essentially an interior aerial view of our entire nation. So, you know, it was kind of ironic to me. We had the big uh, buzz about the Chinese balloon that flew over U.S. That's right. And the first thing I thought about is, <laughs> well, does anybody complain about TikTok that is inside our homes <laughs> in a mass way? Is there, so, Tina, is there any indication that we know the Chinese are doing these things that we're afraid of? Without questioning whether or not it's possible, and you've laid out exactly how it is, is there an indication that that is actually happening? No, there isn't today. But as we look forward, we're all talking about, well, the next warfare could be a digital one, right? So information is power. And so it's our jobs as individuals and businesses to protect our information as best as we can. So how is that different than, say, Meta? 
or one of these other apps that also allows you or are allowing well, If you to told me we had to get rid of all our social media, I'd love you for it. Great. <laughs> Take it all and throw it in the trash. But I think social media is great for certain purposes. Uh, it's addictive nature to young ones especially. Uh, needs to be addressed. Right. But the difference with Meta and other U.S.-based applications is that we have policies and rules and sanctions about how all that information can be used, and those same policies don't necessarily extend internationally. Can you hang for one break? Can we take a break and hang for one more segment? Because we got to get into AI yeah, it's stuff. has got a right? lot, lot of questions. Plus, <laughs> you've got a big summit taking place later this week that we want to get to, too. Tina Chang from SysLogic joining us on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty-five on Wisconsin's Morning News in studio with us. We have Tina Chang. She is CEO of SysLogic. She's a cybersecurity expert, and she's make she's blowing our minds this morning. <laughs> Good and bad. I feel so dumb. <laughs> That's all right. We but you don't have no. We're, we're performing a service for you. We're yes. all going to be smarter for our meeting Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Together. Let's talk AI. So we're fascinated by everything, Tina, that happens with AI. Again, the good and the bad. I Mostly ass- the bad. <laughs> but I assume I assume that there can be some bad actors when it comes to AI for us personally, not just seeing Tom Hanks in a social media post trying to sell insurance to us. It's not really him. But so even more directly impacting us specifically as people. Yes, AI, it's hot. 42% of businesses are exploring it or using it today. And so it is no surprise that our cyber criminals are adopting it faster and faster in order to hack us better and better. So the keys with AI is that it is mining or scanning so much information about us uh, for good and bad, but our cyber hackers can make such greater personalized and unique attacks which, in general, I hate to say it, needs to make us a little bit more untrusting. And how does that play out in our homes? You were telling us that you're even careful about the devices, the consumer products we buy on the shelves, the devices that you will plug into your home and the, the protection that, that you want around those. Absolutely. So uh, devices in our home, they make life easier Everything's and better connected. for us. Everything's <laughs> right. connected. But I need I, my laundry connected to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's right, and you can start your heat before you get out of bed. But uh, what we're not realizing is that not all products are created equal. Uh, Different products have different cybersecurity controls, depending on where, again, you're buying it, especially if it might be international. They might have different rules and policies. I think we need to become smarter as consumers about what products we buy and what we're willing to connect to our Wi-Fi. Because imagine you plug in something that isn't well secured. It is now an open window into your home. If they get into your Wi-Fi, it's a quick hop to your laptop and the sensitive information that you may have that on there from banking to any of your work. So how do you do that? How does someone decide what they should connect and what they should not? It's interesting for me. I actually have nothing smart in my home because I know better and I don't want to have to protect it all every time I do an update or an upgrade. Uh, But the average person, some good tips, make sure you have passwords on everything. That also means passwords on your Wi-Fi. Uh, For parents out there, the smarter you can get, the better you can educate your kids on what not to download or connect to that that internet uh, and connection to your home and and then also uh, making sure that you're not using your same password for every single application or device. I don't know anybody who would do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Would could this possibly lead to greater US manufacturing of tech products? I mean right now we have US based companies 
right, that are producing things overseas or whatnot. I mean, it's so hard, especially given where we are in terms of employment, availability of workforce. But you know, could we could we see iPhones produced in America? Could we see other tech products produced in this country now? Well, I think the U.S. has a great concern and eye for cybersecurity. So products developed here not only are protected a little bit better, but we also have mandates and SEC rules, not only to protect ourselves, and if we have a breach, we've got to disclose, but also to protect the products that we're putting out to the consumer market. So the frameworks and the methodologies in the U.S. Uh, are just better and upheld uh, on a more regular basis. It's part of our culture. Uh, are all created equal even in the U.S.? No. Are right. all created equal uh, even if they're manufactured in internationally and come in, no. So we've just got to be better consumers in the meantime. Tina Cheng is the CEO of Syslogic. Now, you have a summit taking place where at MSOE later this week. What do we need to know about that? Friday, please join us. We still have some space. It is free for students, so students looking to you know, pursue a career in cybersecurity or anybody looking to upskill or reskill, please join us. Uh, but we've got industry professionals across industries, healthcare, financial services, manufacturing, all sharing information about cybersecurity to help us get better as a community. We often don't want to talk if our organizations have had a breach, and we've got to get better about that so we know how to recover better if something should happen to us. You said uh, students there should. So would someone who is interested in the industry consider going to a summit like this too? Like, Absolutely. Yeah? I okay. mean, if nothing else, it's good education and great networking. If you're looking to find that next job, there's nothing like meeting the industry professionals and or the industry associations that are going to be there, like the Midwest Cybersecurity or ESA or Women in Technology. What's Tina, uh, students, high school, college, who have heard this and thought, like, mm, could, me, could be me, what should they be focused on in their education? What's their path? I think they just need to have an open mind. The field of cybersecurity is so broad, so don't just think it's a technical job. Uh, there could hey, I'm be in a so closet many. coding all day. Absolutely. It right. doesn't have to be that. I'm in cybersecurity. I'm hardly at my desk. You so, seem well-adjusted. I'm very well-adjusted. <laughs> Thank you, Vince. Uh, what's the website for the summit? M-K-E, cybersummit.com. And that is at MSOE. Again, MSOE, Friday morning. Friday. Awesome. Tina Chang from it's super light. Yeah. We, we uh, will have you back. Thank you. <laughs> Tomorrow. Great to see you. Uh, website, once again, M-K-E, cyber. cybersummit.com. Awesome. It is 831 in Wisconsin. 846 on Wisconsin's morning news. Becoming mostly sunny today with a high of 61. Chance of showers, low down to 47. Tonight, 52 degrees right now in Milwaukee. <laughs> that guy needs a Ferris Bueller kick to the face. Remember, remember Jeannie? I'm not going oh, to say the, who. I'm just saying. You're saying someone has a kick in the face on TV? Right on Rooney. Boy, who are you speaking about? Right, I'm not going to tell you. There's only so many people I see on the I'm television. I'm not right going to tell you. <laughs> shouldn't even have, I shouldn't even have said anything. Changing though. gears. <laughs> Please. So the JDRF1 walk is Saturday, October 21st at Greenfield Park. And as you know, I am a type 1 diabetic, Vince. And uh, JDRF means a lot to me. They raise a lot of money for research, for looking for a cure to prevent type 1 diabetes, which is a lot different than type 2 diabetes. I think type 2 obviously is um, all around the world, in, especially here in the country as far as the number of people. A type 1 is smaller but growing the number of kids that are diagnosed with type 1 is growing every and type year. 1 you're born with 
Right, or you're born with genetic markers. Yes, that, that would indicate that it may happen, yes. And that's some of the research that they're learning. But no, it, it, then it just happens. It, oftentimes with kids, but your pancreas no longer functions. So unlike type 2, where you might have some functionality, type 1, you're, you're, you're done for. And, and what I mean by that is that you need to use insulin medicine to help control your blood sugars when you eat, which is all the time. I uh, wanted to tell you the story of uh, Morgan Kales, a fourth grader I met, and just a remarkable girl who plays soccer and is living with T1D. Imagine if you had to inject medicine every time you ate anything. And if you didn't take the right amount, you'd risk going unconscious or worse. It's like a newborn getting up all the time, except it's, it's a life or death situation. It was a successful afternoon at the Pewaukee Sports Complex. How did the game go today? We won. Three to one. All right. And how do you feel? Good. Strong. Morgan Kale is nine years old. Hey, how's the blood sugar? Everything good? Yeah. Yeah? We're dropping a little bit right now. Yeah, I get it. Post-activity. Post right. I saw you crushing orange, right? <laughs> yep. Anne is Morgan's mother. Morgan is the youngest of three. She's a fourth grader, plays soccer, loves it. Very caring, helpful individual. <laughs> Morgan lives with type 1 diabetes. It's otherwise known as T1D. You have to get shots and your pancreas doesn't work anymore. So you have to put insulin in your body. Morgan was diagnosed two years ago. How did that go? Was that a surprise? Did that come out of nowhere? It came out of nowhere. There We have no family history. Felt kind of familiar with it, but... You're not familiar until you're in it, <laughs> for sure. So when that happened, how, how, how were you feeling? Oh my gosh, so overwhelmed, very scared, yeah. Um, trying to hold back tears, right, because you're your kid, you want to make it seem like it's not so bad, but it is, a, it is scary because everything changes, everything changes. So what exactly is it? Well, if you live with T1D, in a nutshell, it means your pancreas no longer creates insulin, which is used to control your body's blood sugar. That means anytime you eat something, you need to inject the exact amount of insulin into your body in order to keep your blood sugar at a healthy level. If you don't, you risk a blood sugar that goes high or goes too low. I like feel like tired, droopy, mm -hmm. and like hard to stay awake. Confused sometimes? Yeah, confused. A high blood sugar means long-term damage to your body. A low blood sugar means possibly slipping into unconsciousness or worse. Anne says this can happen at any time, even in the middle of the night. I kind of liken it to a newborn all over again because she doesn't wake up. She sleeps through the loud alarms that are right in her ear and she sleeps through several juice boxes during the night, applesauce pouches, she, she sleeps through all of it. So um, it's like a newborn getting up all the time, except it's, it's a life or death situation. Morgan wears a continuous glucose monitor on one of her arms, which gives her real-time blood sugar numbers. On the other arm, a special device that provides her essential medicine 
24-7. That's like what I have on my arm. I have these devices. They put insulin in me and one checks my blood sugar. The Kale family credits JDRF, which raises money for research and care for T1D. We're in a good spot, I think, with being able to have these devices, right? It has made um, managing it a whole lot easier than it would have been even five, ten years ago. So um, the work that they're doing, the research, it's pretty amazing. Go, girl! Back on the soccer field, the future looks bright for Morgan on and off the pitch. Well, what do you want to be when you grow up? you have any idea? A famous soccer player and... Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not thinking about that. You got time. Sometime. Yeah, I'm only nine. So if you'd like to learn more about Morgan, or if you'd like to donate to the JDRF One Walk, which I'm emceeing this year, or if you'd like to learn my story of T1D, you can text the word WALK. W-A-L-K to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Walk 855-616-1620. We'll send you a link. I know your leadership is important to a lot of these families, Eric. I wonder when you talk to kids like Morgan, as you often do, like, can they connect with you? Like, does it help them to see, like, hey, looks like things are okay. You're on the radio. You're a regular guy. You seem healthy. Yeah. Like, going to be okay yeah, for me that, that you can you can live a, a healthy life it, it's it takes a little discipline but i talk about that all the time when i, I meet a kid i'm like hey look had it for 39 years now so i've wow, lived with, you're old yeah <laughs> that's what she said right. yeah, that's what i told morgan she's like oh my gosh but yeah so if if this guy can do it for 39 years then then why can't i do it and i think that's the best mentality is and also knowing i mean what's so cool about the walk is that oftentimes there are first-timers or second-timers or people that are still new to it who feel isolated in this new world, parents included, on trying to figure out how to live this way. And then you just realize there's an actual community there. It's just that there's – and that's – JDRF is pretty great about that, about like, hey, you're not in it alone. There's a lot of other people who are otherwise healthy but living with this unique situation. Um, so, yes, I, that, I try to push that as much as I can. I also try to push uh, the parents to know that they are not alone either and there's – we we can we can work on it together. We, you know, you got support if you need it. It's awesome to see the texts coming in. It's walk W A L K to eight five five six one six one six twenty. Eric will send you the link to yep. uh, more on Morgan's story, his story. Yeah, my story's in there too. If you're interested in that one, and then a link on uh, how to donate as yes. well to contribute to Eric's team for the JDRF walk coming up a week from Saturday. Walk to eight five five six one six one six twenty. Hey, we got a good thing. Don't know if I'm going to see you again. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Becoming mostly sunny today, high of 61 degrees. Chance of showers tonight. And then we really start to get wet Thursday, Friday. Afternoon or evening rain ready Thursday. And then Friday we have the heavy rain moving in. Here's, here's what Ms. Nansky wrote for Friday. Great. <clears throat> Cloudy, windy. Heavy rain, chance of thunderstorms. Otherwise nice. No, I added that. Oh. Not good timing, Steve, because, you know, like, we got our last home football game. You know, my high school kids, I got a cheerleader and also in the dance line for band. So that would be big production on Friday night. Can you That's dance no in a lake? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then state band competition is in Whitewater on Saturday. So Saturday they're saying showers 
likely. I guess you can do showers. But. Yeah. Water and grass makes mud. So that's the only thing you got to know about football and band competitions. Yeah, it's it's messy. Surf, right? And both our boys run this. Uh, do, you, do you guys run Thursday? My kids' uh, conference is Saturday. Okay. Conference meet on Saturday for Eric's son at uh, Sussex. Uh, where Greendale has conference tomorrow. I told the boy, I'm Oof. like, hey, buddy, put on your long spikes. Go get it. It's going to be muddy. Right? It's supposed to be windy, too, so that doesn't help. Otherwise, good, though. Oh, yeah, otherwise, fine. <laughs> no problem. Get to it. <laughs> Man, I guess when I played football, I didn't mind. It was kind of fun to play in the mud, whatever. That seemed like a good idea, except then you had to take your crap home to wash it. Yeah. <laughs> your, like, mom, your mom looked that, at you like, what is this about? Dry that, ride that home on your bike, right? <laughs> right? So, like, where do I put this when I'm... Ugh. What are you working on? Uh, Andy Schwartz is going to join us uh, a, a lot of topics, but we want to focus a little bit on, we're going to have a guest on talking about uh, safety for places of worship. There's there's this increasing threat out there against organizations of faith, and a lot of local law enforcement and national law enforcement agencies are starting to say, let's pay attention, folks. So we're going to talk about that about 9.35, but lots to talk about with Andy. That'll all kick off about 9.08. WTMJ Now with Steve Scafidi is up next. First one of the business headlines. They're sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Margaret Nachik.